Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. You have reached the Man Cave at the Motor House Mosley Radio Show. I want to say thank you for calling in, listening in. Whether you're listening live or later, definitely want to appreciate you. Show you some love, or as they say here in Georgia, appreciate you. One word, appreciate you. Uh, right on the agenda for the evening, got some football, got some baseball, got a little commentary. Going to talk about a few things, have a little fun. Get some folks to call in. That would be cool. If not, I totally understand. Having a blast uh, on this beautiful Sunday. Got up this morning, did my church service, ushered a couple of services, then came home, made me a little something-something to eat, watched the Cowboy game. Got a lot of Cowboys dominating over the St. Louis Rams. We will go down over all the scores of the week. Watched a whole bunch of football yesterday, a little college action, a little Johnny Manziel, watched my Baylor Bears. And yeah, I claim all three teams in Central Texas. I absolutely do. Uh, getting over it, it's my thing. Never went to any of them, so I can choose them all. Uh, so I ain't got no hatred for any of them. Um, as I said, we've got a whole agenda of NFL football today. Got a game going on right now, Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Chicago Bears. Pittsburgh's chasing them down. They were down 24-3. I believe now it's 20-27. to 27. Could be a great comeback. And in all honesty, uh, the way this day has played out, I absolutely need the Steelers to come back to win this game. And not only that, I'm going to need that upset that I picked Oakland over Denver. I'm going to need that to happen to at least have a decent weekend. After going 12-4 and four, two consecutive weeks with an overall record of 24-8, and eight, uh, today, I'm struggling. I'm, every day I'm struggling, but I'm struggling. Looks like right now I've got about seven victories out of the 14 games that will be played. Uh, actually, there are 15 games that will be played by the end of the day. And um, it's, uh, it's looking bleak. Uh, as for today's scores, let's go down the list. We've got Kansas City 26, Philly 16, that was on Thursday night. That was Andy Reid's return. Uh, return to Philadelphia after, I think, 14 years of coaching there. Uh, goes back into his own former home and dominates. Philly looked pathetic offensively, and their defense wasn't much better. They looked, um, they looked disoriented. They looked uncoached. It was kind of scary because after they looked so good, that opening Night game, they looked, uh, they really fell apart. Yeah, Jacksonville 17, Seattle 45. Uh, just straight up pimped them. Uh, Jacksonville, as I said, if they win a game this year, uh, it's going to take a miracle because I don't see them beating anybody. First upset of the day, Indianapolis goes into the Bay Area and knocks off the San Francisco 49ers. Then what's up with the Niners? There's two losses in a row after losing to Seattle. 
only throwed up, only threw up seven points. Looks like uh, Colin Kaepernick is having some type of a sophomore slump. Uh, they just they look disoriented, and then on top of it, they've got some legal issues with Alden Smith being arrested for DUI and checking himself into a clinic for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, so yeah, there's there's. Uh, it's like an earthquake that didn't hit San Francisco. There's a whole lot of shaking going on over there. You got Buffalo 20, New York Jets 27. Go ahead, battle of the rookie first-year quarterbacks, E.J. Manuel and Geno Smith. Looks like Geno Smith got the better of them in this one. 27-20, Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo loses. And in the game where I actually changed my selection, uh, initially, it said that Atlanta was going to beat Miami. Going down to Miami would, would, would not come off and win that one. But unfortunately, with all the injuries, I did go back and change my pick, which happened to be the correct thing to do. Miami 27, Atlanta 23. Houston gets beat up badly by the Baltimore Ravens. Now they're playing like a defending Super Bowl champion. Now they're playing like they found guys who were willing to step up and replace Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. 30 points, good turnout. Congratulations, Ravens. All my Ravens fans over in the Baltimore, uh, Maryland area, uh, Teresa and Kimberly. New York Giants, shut out. Shut out by the Carolina Panthers, 38-0. to Oh, goodness, that's 0-3 for another NFC team. I don't see them making any improvements. I didn't get to see that game. Of course, it wasn't televised here. Uh, but that is that's pretty that's pretty that's a pretty pathetic showing. Detroit twenty seven and Washington twenty still some issues with Washington and Detroit was playing without Reggie Bush and they still threw up twenty seven points in and was able to go home with the win. Arizona seven New Orleans thirty one pretty much expected. I told you Sean Payton was going to make a difference with that New Orleans Saints team and he definitely is one of the few undefeated teams in the league. You got Tampa Bay three New England twenty three. Tom Brady, after throwing his hissy fit last week, looked a little bit better, looked a little bit more under control. Cleveland 31, Minnesota 27, which I would consider an upset, especially maybe they felt like they had something to prove when they traded Trent Richardson this weekend, excuse me, earlier this week to the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe they felt the need to show the, uh, the world that they actually are a team and they actually can play without a superstar. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns, a victory that I didn't expect. San Diego, Tennessee, San Diego 17, Titans 20. Nice win, Tennessee. St. Louis 7, Dallas Cowboys 31. As I said earlier, all is right in my world when it comes to football. Green Bay 30, Cincinnati 34. Actually, I had that one picked to go the other way, but Cincinnati showed that they are not just a run-of-the-mill. We made the playoffs last year. They're not sitting on their laurels. they got a bunch of rehashed players with Pac-Man and Newman, then you add in some of the newer players with Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Uh, Green. I guess they may be a pretty good team after all. Um, checking the score on the Pittsburgh-Chicago game. Pittsburgh just hit a field goal. They're down by four with 10.38 left in the game. I still can pull this one out. And I know I've got a whole bunch of Steelers fans. Kerry K. Heston, I know you guys are tentatively watching. Good luck. Tim Smith, I know you're watching your Bears. I know you're a big Bears fan. So hopefully uh, we'll get a 
final before the show goes off the air. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Our call-in number is 347-945-7975. Look forward to hearing from you. And as of week three, we've got three undefeated, we've got undefeated teams still left in the NFC and AFC. We've got teams that are 3-0 and a team that are, that's trying to get to be 3-0. Right now, the NFL undefeated in the AFC are the New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, which is a surprise so far, and the Denver Broncos, which isn't a surprise. Um, and again, after tomorrow night, after tomorrow night's Monday night game against the Oakland Raiders, I predict that the Denver Broncos will no longer be undefeated. In the NFC, you've got the Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, and Seattle Seahawks. My pick for the Chicago game is to, for them to lose. Sorry, Tim, but I need them to get knocked off because my record's looking rather shady this week. And then you've got the teams that haven't won yet. Steelers has to be a shot. Sitting at 0-2, looking at 0-3 square in the face if they don't make a comeback. Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah, nothing's changing. Uh, they're going to be undefeated. They're going to be winners for a long time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the roller coaster continues. Minnesota Vikings, a little bit of a shock. You would figure with someone like Adrian Peterson at running back and some of the players they got, you would expect them to be somewhat competitive. Then you've got the Giants and the Redskins. I would love to see them go winless for the whole year. Don't see it happening because, of course, they play each other twice. So maybe they'll win one game apiece. And we'll see who's the longest-lasting undefeated team. I think the 1972 Miami Dolphins don't have a whole lot to be too concerned about. I don't see anybody challenging their record going 12-0 regular season and finishing the year 16-0. Plus, in today's football, it takes a little bit more to, to uh, go a complete season undefeated. We play more games. And as of yesterday, we've had a whole lot of college football being played, uh, some great games, some not-so-great games, a whole lot of games against blowout teams uh, that really, uh, I guess, are prepping some some of the bigger programs to get ready for their uh, conference games. Uh, some conference games did start, but there's a lot of ugly blowouts going on over the weekend. You had Hawaii losing to uh, Nevada. I think it was 31-9, an uh, anemic offense. Uh, a missing in action defense. They play hard on defense. I've got to give them credit. They just can't uh, overcome uh, being on the field as long as they've been subjected to by the by the offense. Uh, tough one, Coach Dino Babers over at Eastern Illinois. The Panthers go down 39-43 to Northern Illinois. Uh, Wake Forest knocks off Rich Ellison's Army team 25-11. The rambling wreck of Georgia Tech Knock off North Carolina Tar Heels 28-20. to Congratulations, Coach Buzz Preston. Great win. Louisiana Monroe goes into Baylor and gets it handed to them. Coach Norwood and his crew ran up a 70-7 score. And in all honesty, folks, it could have been a lot worse. They pulled off the dogs midway through the third quarter. Um, I think they had 60-63 at that point or or 56, it was it was already decided and ugly. Uh, just a real difference in talent on uh, one sideline versus the other. Uh, and that's why I, I will go to my rankings a little bit later, and I just see Baylor as being somewhat disrespected and not getting any, any legitimate rankings. That offense is as potent as any offense in the country. 
They run a similar offense as what they do in Oregon, but in all honesty, I think they are actually faster than Oregon. Um, SMU plays Texas, played Texas A&M yesterday. SMU threw up 13, but A&M threw up 42. Congratulations, Lance Jackson, your alma mater, did the thing. Coach Dan Morrison over at SMU. I know that was a tough game, tough loss, but I know you'll bounce back. You're a great man and a great coach. And one of the schools that I had failed to add to my uh, personal favorites of keeping an eye on has been the Oregon State Beavers. And the reason why I want to keep track of them is because an old college teammate, Josie Amalo, is a coach there. So I need to give them a shout-out every now and then, too. 34, Oregon State, San Diego State. I can't remember what you guys So you, you lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. And, of course, uh, Coach Kenny Niumatololo at Navy didn't play yesterday. So uh, that's my favorites. Those are my personal favorites of schools that I keep a track of. And I want to give out an award to uh, the NCAA Maniac Player of the Week. And that award would go to Baylor's own, formerly of the University of Oregon, alma mater, the Temple High Wildcats. The honor goes to Lake Seastrunk. Ten carries, 156 yards, one TD, and a long run of 75 yards. Just a spectacular game. You only played about three quarters of the game before you got pulled. You were sharing carries with uh, Shock, Linwood, and uh, and a couple other players on a team. Uh, your quarterback, Petty, on a team that passes the ball just as much as they run the ball. So you don't really get a whole lot of opportunity, but you're talking about making the best of an opportunity with a 15.6 yard per carry average. Lake Seastrunk, at the season total through three games, Lake is sitting at, 38 carries for 417 yards. That's about 11 yards a carry average, and he's already scored six touchdowns. So he's off to a great season. Um, I know he had given himself uh, a lot of attention by saying that he was going to be this year's Heisman winner, and he still may. There's absolutely a possibility. There's just as much opportunity as anybody playing college ball today. But at, uh, at this point in time, my early season pick for the Heisman has already been well noted, and it's going to be A.J. McCarron. Uh, not that he would be my pick, but that he is the pick that I see people going with just because he is virtually the anti-Johnny Manziel, and I think that will warrant him getting a lot of attention as long as Alabama goes undefeated and it looks like they're going to be playing for the national championship. I do believe that he will get the Heisman Trophy. Again, folks, you'll listen to the Motormouth Mosley radio show. You can call in at 347-945-7975. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, you can always go back and listen to past episodes at the blog talk radio forward slash Motormouth Mosley website. And all the episodes are about 30 minutes long, so it won't take up a bunch of your time. I think we've got about 40 of them archived on there. Uh, The last one that we did... Uh, Thursday night was a good one until it got bad late. Had a rather obnoxious caller come in and try to bully his way on the show. And But uh, I'm getting better at learning how to deal with those situations, so just have a little patience with me as I learn my craft. 
Well, uh, last couple of things on the college football front that I did want to address is I want to go down the AP, ESPN, uh, top ten. Then I want to give you my top ten. Uh, according to AP, they've got Alabama at number one, Oregon number two, Clemson number three, Ohio, the Ohio State University at number four, Stanford number five, LSU Bengal Tigers at number six, the Louisville Cardinals led by Teddy Bridgewater at number seven, Florida State with their phenomenal freshman quarterback, famous Jameis Winston at number eight, the Bulldogs of Georgia at number nine, and the Aggies of Texas A&M at number ten. I agree with almost all of the rankings. I don't necessarily agree with all the order because, I, like I said, I do believe that uh, the Baylor Bears have been somewhat overlooked, and part of the problem is they haven't really played quality opponents, but they have averaged almost 70 points a game in three games. I think their lowest scoring game was 69. Um, so I I definitely am giving them a little bit more credit than some people are. Uh, most of these teams have played cupcake teams, except for, you know, Bama and uh, Texas A&M and Georgia. And, you know, they've played some real competition. But a lot of schools have padded their schedule with uh, some money makers for some uh, smaller ranked smaller division schools. So my personal top 10 will read as follows at number 10. Actually, I got a tie for number 10. I've got Louisville and the Ohio State University tied at number 10. The problem with both of them, and the reason why I won't give them any more of a higher ranking, is they don't play anybody. Their whole season is basically cupcakes. I don't have any much. I don't have much respect at all for the Big Ten and the play and, and the teams in that conference. Penn State or, or Michigan or Michigan State. Wisconsin, I, I give a little bit of love to Wisconsin, but I really don't give a whole lot of uh, credibility to any of those schools. So that's why Ohio State is ranked as low as they are. I don't think they've played anybody, and I honestly don't think they will. Louisville in the conference, you would say, weak conference to begin with. They'll probably go undefeated. They'll probably get into a BCS game. Just for Teddy Bridgewater's sake, I hope they give themselves a good showing, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get dominated. At number nine, I've got the University of Georgia Bulldogs with their one loss to South Carolina. At number eight, I've got Texas A&M with their one loss to uh, Alabama, the two-time defending national champion. In a game that was extremely close and could have gone either way. Number seven, I'm giving them the Florida State Seminoles. I like what I've seen out of this team. I think they're back to form, and I actually expect them to move up in the rankings throughout the season. Number six, LSU Bengal Tigers. Got to show love from the Cajun folks down there in Baton Rouge. And number five, again, where I differ from the other polls, I'm giving Baylor a lot of love. I'm giving Baylor a number five ranking. Not only because they're one of the three teams in Central Texas that I will be rooting for all season long, but also because that offense just has to scare the dickens out of everybody in the Big 12. And I think that the teams in the Big 12 are better than the teams in the Big 10. They may not be overall as good as the top echelon of teams in the SEC, but they can definitely compete with most of them. Number four, the Cardinal of Stanford at number four. 
Pac-10 love. Only two teams I'm giving any Pac-10 love, Pac-12 love. Uh, number three, ACC power, Clemson. Offensive weapons up and down the lineup. Defense, tenacious, aggressive. Definitely think that they can do some things. Can't wait to see if they play Georgia Tech this year. Should be a great ball game. Number two, the Quack Quacks, the mighty Oregon Ducks, Donald's Cousins. I give them a number two with their 17 different uniform combinations. Best dressed and worst dressed teams in college football all at the same time. And, of course, at number one, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Until somebody knocks them off. They didn't look that great early, uh, but until somebody knocks them off, they're still top dog. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosey Radio Show. This is your man, Motormouth. Got a couple more items we're going to go over with. Want to talk a little baseball before we shut this puppy down? Oh, as I look at the monitor, looks like Chicago just scored another touchdown. It is now 34-23. to I could be in trouble. I could be in trouble. I'm probably looking at like a 7-9 and or an 8-8 eight and eight record this weekend, which is somewhat disappointing after going 30, uh, 28 out of 32 games over the last two weeks. But, oh, well, that happens. Real quickly, baseball, a couple of divisions have already been clinched. A couple of seeds have already been set. You've already got the American League East being won by the Boston Red Sox. It looks like the Central will be taken by the Detroit Tigers. The magic number is two. The, the unbelievable Oakland A's, with their non-superstar roster and their low payroll, have taken – the American League West over high-paying, high-powered teams like the Angels of Anaheim and the Texas Rangers. And now the Rangers are completely out of the playoffs if the season ended today because they're a game and a half out of the wild card position. That is a problem in Texas. There's a problem in the Metroplex. So right now it looks like Tampa and Cleveland would be in if the season ended right now, but there's about, I believe, a half a dozen games left in the season. And actually, you've got five teams, six teams that are still in the running for that American League wild card. You've got the Rangers a game and a half out. You've got the Royals at three and a half games out. The sleeper New York Yankees are still scratching and clawing. They're only four games out. They get out, somebody falters, and they're in. And once they're in the playoffs, there's no telling what could happen. Got the Baltimore Orioles at four and a half games out. Again, it's not over. And I guess. When Bud Selig and his cronies decided to add a wild card to a Major League Baseball, this is what they wanted. It keeps folks interested, even though most of the divisions have already been decided, and it gives us something to talk about. In the National League, Braves dominated the National League East. Dodgers were the first team to get to clinch, and then in the playoffs, they dominated the National League West, and New the National League Central is the only race that's still up for grabs and still close. Cardinals are sitting pretty right now. Their magic number is five, I believe, like I said, with about five or six games left. So they could clinch any day now, at least the, play, uh, the division pennant. And in the wild card in the National League, you've got Cincy Pittsburgh uh, virtually locked in and still with a snowball's chance. And H-E-Double Toothpicks is the Washington 
Nationals at five and a half games out. Very easily could be clinched by uh, this time tomorrow. Uh, some things could be decided. Some positions could be laid. So it will be very interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, some very uh, interesting matchups could be handled. You've got some great teams that are that, that Detroit Tigers line up with Prince Fielder and uh, Maggie Cabrera. Maggie Cabrera. What a lineup. You've got the Boston Red Sox with Dustin Pedroia. You've got Oakland with their no-name offense, no-name defense. I don't know who is the, who would be the favorites going in. You had the Braves being pretty dominant in the National League, but St. Louis, if they get into the playoffs, which it looks like they will, is always a team to be reckoned with this time of year. They sometimes barely get into the playoffs, and then they just get on a roll. So we'll see what happens. We've got a great Monday night football game tomorrow night. As I said, we've got Oakland going into Denver, playing the undefeated Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning and his boys, Wes Walker and his boys. I picked, right to the chagrin of a couple of my friends, I picked the Oakland Raiders to win that game. It should be a fantastic ball game. And I look forward to more games next weekend. Great football. Uh, games again start on Thursday night with uh, NFL. And we will uh, have a good time watching a lot of college football and baseball playoffs will be starting. So it's a great time of the year to be a sports fan. Make sure you tune in or call in with your comments and your suggestions. If you want to add something to the show, if you want to make a comment about the show, if you want to talk to your team, like I said, we don't deal with a whole lot of smack talking and negativity on the show. But if you want to talk about your team, wish you nothing but the best, call in. Got some predictions from Major League Baseball. We'll be more than willing to, to discuss those also. Okay, now it's starting to look really ugly. It looks like the Chicago Bears just scored another touchdown. Now they're up 40-23. to 23. Uh, It looks like Julius Peppers sauntering into the end zone. I missed the play. Probably was a fumble. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely a fumble. Looks like, looks like it was caused by Lance Briggs, picked up by Julius Peppers, and ran into the end zone. So it looks like this game is going to be over. I'm going to be sitting at 7 and 8 for the weekend, praying that I can at least tread water with the Oakland, the Oakland Raiders tomorrow night. But, again, I want to thank you for listening in to the show. Thank you for, uh, if you're listening in at a later time or date, listening to the archived episode, definitely want to thank you. Um, look forward to the show on Tuesday night. We'll be talking more sports. And don't forget, we will be warming up for Scandal. It will be coming up in a few weeks. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some ball. Watch some football. Hope, hope the best for you and your team. Let's come in a week. Everybody tell for Atlanta Falcons. Um, but thank you again for listening. Have a great week and aloha.